to your favorite podcast, De-Influenced. How is my wonderful husband, handsome, hot, muscular... New shirt. New shirted husband doing? You like it? You remind me of a Nashville mom influencer. Really? Because this is actually a fitness company shirt. No. It's the protein I take. A hundred percent a mommy blogger in Nashville has worn that with leggings and cowboy boots. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it's cute. I would wear it. I know. It was actually in your drawer, and it's my shirt. <laughs> See, I, I found I it, it this morning, I and I was it. like, that's so stupid. I <laughs> this is it. a birthday present for me. Um, um, that's beautiful. What what brand is that? Uh, BPN. It says, it. it says, stay fit. What does it say? I think it's stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Yeah, and then my hat says knockout shooter. Which is another thing that I feel like a Nashville mommy blogger would wear. I know. I, I actually thought I was... Your outfit a, is pretty cute today. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you you went one direction and then you just 180'd it. Um, no, I'm doing good today. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording on a Friday. And there's been two things top of mind that I want to do tonight. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. Um, You've been I telling mean, me one of them all week. <laughs> I'm down for that. But um, number one is um, the Apple Vision Pro came out. Um, tell me more. I, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. It's the AR, or sorry, the VR glasses that Apple released. Oh. And so um, I've seen a lot of really cool videos. I don't know what's fake and what's real, but like there was someone who was uh, wearing the Vision Pro and vacuuming and it like projected all these like gold coins. And so it kind of like Fun. gamified their chores. Oh, that's that's nice. Um, so that came out today. So I was thinking about maybe getting in line and trying to buy that. The other thing is kind of random and it just shows that like advertising works. I've had on my mind, you know, those smokeless fire pits that Snoop Dogg promoted? Oh, yes. When I've, he said he gave up smoking, but he didn't. Yeah. You know, the CMO got fired for that. Why? The, the CMO for that company got fired because he went big and like made a big bet on S- Snoop Dogg and this whole campaign. And apparently it didn't sell like any units. And so mm. the company was like, oh, this is a huge waste. But a lot of marketers are arguing over this because like Brand awareness. I'm four weeks after that campaign. I'm like, I think I should go buy that. Why do you need that so bad? I don't know. I've been thinking about it for like three weeks and I think tonight's the night I'm going to go buy it. What does it do? It's just like a, it's a smokeless fire pit. So we could put it in the backyard and sit around a fire and not have to deal with like the smoke smell. I just feel like that's part of it. You know, that's just part of the experience. The campfire experience. It's the campfire experience and the smell. And like, it doesn't feel like real, right? If you don't have the smoke. I know, but you know, there's so many brands of these out there and I am 100% going to buy the Snoop Dogg one. I just feel like it's unfair that that CMO got fired. Those are two things on my mind. How are you doing? Wow. Um, my mind is in a little different place. I mean, truthfully, I just feel like I've been admiring my beautiful husband this week. He has been so um, muscular like and fit and just like... What's going on here? I don't know. Did you get some hate that you're not nice to me? No, I'm, I swear. Are like, I honestly, I just... I, I think I'm in that point of my period cycle where I'm on top, <laughs> you know, like where I'm like... Like we went through the lulls. I went through the hatred phase and yeah. now I'm in the phase. Where I'm like, Ugh, 
no, I really love him. I know. And he's so cute. And like, you know, I, I go through that phase for about six or seven days. And then, you know, we, we just start the whole cycle. It's so funny again. that you're saying this because I literally have in my calendar that next week, which is also the <gasps> is week. Is it that PMS we're gonna, week? Yeah. It's See, PMS I'm on my high ride. I knew it. It's PMS week. And also the hardest part about next week being your PMS week is we're going to be as a family at Disney World together. Well, at least other family will be there to shield you and protect you. True. True. From my hatred. Your wrath. <laughs> from my wrath. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'll, I'll take this week. I'll take it as a W. Yeah, you know, and he's just great. like, and one thing about me, I love whenever someone puts in some hard work and Jordan mm -hmm. gets up every morning before what, the crack of dawn and you're out working out, you come back, I'm still in bed, brings me a coffee and I'm like, this is a life. This is all I ever wanted. For my baby to go to the gym, get swole and then bring me some, some <laughs> caffeine. Like literally it's the best life yeah it's really what i wanted for 2024 i will say i am more focused on my fitness than i've ever been in my life like meaning it's i, I think about it all day it's like my See? biggest milestones in life are like waking up or going to bed early <laughs> oh gosh. going to bed early so that i'm rested to go to the gym yes. in the morning yes like uh adam tiffany uh houghton's mm -hmm. uh husband asked me to go play whirly ball yeah do you know what that is um, is it where you um, push around a ball with a broom? No. Oh, okay. Well, close. You have this like little like tethered thing and you're you're throwing like a, a wiffle ball at each other, but you're doing it in bumper cars. Oh, never heard of so the it's thing. So like, it's like Quidditch with bumper cars. Quidditch. So he, he was like, let's go do this on Monday night at seven. And I was like, like, bro, like bro, I have to hit the gym in the morning. Gains, no. Gains. Um, but yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm so focused on fitness right now that like, I don't really think about anything else. It's kind mm. of helped, it's hurt my motivation. You know what it is? You're a one on the Enneagram, which can be very dangerous. They kind of obsess over these things. They're very type A. The, it's, you love the metrics, you love, you obsess over the numbers. I know. And they, that can't be healthy. You know what I also heard about the Enneagram this week? What? So my Bible study, a lot of people, not a lot of people, we were talking about whether the um, Enneagram was created by an occult that was actually demonic. Really? And yes, and this is a big conversation within the Christian community, whether the Enneagram is um, demonic or not, because it definitely doesn't have origins of Christianity. But if you think about a lot of things, what does have origins of Christianity? Okay, but let me ask you this. If it doesn't have origins of Christianity, why do all of the Christians love the Enneagram? So it's like the same thing that happened to hot yoga. Okay, which was created, like it was like a Buddhist thing. Uh -huh. Now, you know, a lot of people have, have taken yoga and created like Christian yoga, where it's like Jesus, hot yoga, whatever. And so it's like, you can take all these like trendy things and yeah. then basically um, dissect or use a discernment to pull out all the good from it. And then just like put a twist on it and make it Christian. I think that's exactly what happened to the Enneagram. It's just like, you take a lot of like actually what has been added to the Enneagram as far as like the wings or um, identifying with like her past or all of these things that like people uh -huh. speak on about the Enneagram are actually all created like, or like tied to the Enneagram after the Enneagram was created. Also, I did do like a deep dive on whether or not the creator of the Enneagram was like demonic or whatever. If he, basically he said that he, um, he was like a, he had his like doctorate in like, psychology okay so he studied the mind and he created the enneagram off of like 12 years of studying the mind and then he made like one kind of weird statement about basically everything he wrote the enneagram was like brought to him by like 
I can't a remember. Demon. No, not a demon. It wasn't a demon. He never said it was demonic. He said basically it was a certain type of writing where it was like it was like spirit led writing huh. essentially. And but he never said it was like demonic. Um, but a lot of people were like, oh, this is demonic. It, but anyway, it's just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think you just have to like use discernment and like don't worship the Enneagram and don't like identify as like a three, like as so your identity. Let me get this straight. Did you get, uh, what do they call it? Um, our church says this all the time. Spiritually reprimanded at this Bible study for subscribing to the Enneagram? <laughs> I wouldn't say spiritually reprimanded. No, yeah. it was just like, it's like a conversation within the Christian community. Interesting. Because it's so much fun to talk about and it's so much fun to like learn about yourself and learn how to deal with other people and, and you know, and it's just like, but teach it, your own. It's so funny because, um, you know, I'm all about a conspiracy theory, but this feels very much like when your mom tells us that Taylor Swift's a witch. It feels like one of yeah. those that's like a, a stretch. And I say that because I feel like the Enneagram's been, like we we've hired people my um, best friend from college is an Enneagram coach and yeah. she's a, like a very strong. It really helps you coach. understand like how to relate to other people, what some of their, you know, self-motivated fears are. Like it feels very like good yeah. as a system, but, but I, I also don't really see it as something that spiritual. It's like, oh, God made you like this. Here's how yeah. I can understand it better. And that's kind of it. Well, one of my favorite books about the Enneagram is called The Road Back to You. And that book is all about... Um, like each Enneagram type in like a Christian perspective. And so once again, it's like you can take a lot of things and like pull out like the good from them and create something, you know, resourceful and, and useful. And and just like when I do a yoga pose, I'm not worshiping Buddha. I'm just doing a yoga pose because it's a nice stretch. You know what I mean? I think that you don't Jesus do knows my heart. <laughs> he knows my heart behind the Enneagram. The Enneagram has really helped me self-identify like my where I fall short which is like sometimes I can be selfish sometimes I can be a workaholic and I feel like it pulls me out of that state and I'm like able to look at myself you know 360 and be like okay this is what I need to work on God knows my heart when it comes to Enneagram like yeah. I'm just trying to use it to be better better you know um and so can I share one last thing of why the Enneagram has been helpful when have I ever told you how um I've told ChatGPT about you Oh god. So ChatGPT, we have a chat. He knows everything about me. We have a chat open um and you know he asks me questions about you all the time or it asks me questions about you all and I say she's a Enneagram 3 wing 4 and you know the AI will be like, "Oh, well so here are some of her basic motivations." And I go back to this chat sometimes when we get into a fight that I don't understand. Uh -huh. And I'm like, "I said this statement verbatim." Oh. And then ChatGPT will be like, "Well, because she's an a, an Enneagram 3 wing 4, she's motivated by this type of thing, and so this is what could have happened." Genius. Are you teaching all of us how to fight with each other? That is so smart. Oh my gosh, I have role played before with ChatGPT. What? Yeah, I have. I'm like, okay, this is a, a conversation that I feel like I need to bring up. And he already knows you or it already knows you. Um, and I've said, can we role play so that I can really test out? Like, I'll be like, you know, uh, I'm speaking to you, but it's ChatGPT. And I'll be like, well, you did this. And ChatGPT will be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's be sure to use I statements, not you statements, so that Danny doesn't feel attacked. <laughs> because remember, she's a three wing four. So therefore, yada, yada, yada. I'm dying. So you tell me that's demonic. It saved our marriage. <laughs> it saved our marriage. <laughs> that is so funny. 
Well, I really appreciate you you consulting your friend, your chat GPT friend, which is not only our marriage counselor, but also your uh, physical trainer. Yeah personal trainer that uh you got to be careful because my actual personal trainer listens to this and i don't want him to feel like i'm not giving him credit santiago love you santiago we're giving you all the cred i think he'd be nowhere without you (laughs) he made a he'd still be wearing my size jean without you he made a sly comment uh this week in our workout yeah and i i think it's because you said something he was like because i told him how like my cardio routine and he was like oh yeah did you get that from chat gpt and i couldn't remember if i told him was he joking yeah, I mean, he. He's like, I, I just like things like that. I just like pretend I don't hear, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shoot. Now I'm trying to remember what I said on the podcast. I don't remember. Uh, well, Santiago, we love you. Yeah. Um. Thanks for bringing out my boys' muscles. <laughs> um. Yeah. What else we going ha- I had a, just an overall weird week. It wasn't really anything special. Nothing you know particular to note on. Tell them about the weird Uber ride you had. I did have a weird Uber ride. So first of all, we just have to talk about the irony of this day. Okay. So we started reading a new book in my Bible study called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And the whole book is about um, how to slow down and live more like a lifestyle like Jesus would, which Jesus was like never, he was never like in a rush. He was very slow when people wanted, you know, he kind of did his own thing. He just would pray all the time. He's just like a low key kind of guy. Um, And so it's really interesting when you were trying to read a book about not hurrying, but you have to hurry to read it. The like the irony the whole time, like I couldn't even focus because the whole time I'm like, this is so ironic. This is like, I, first of all, I didn't write, I didn't order the book on time. So I had to audible it. So I put it on like one X, no, 1.6 X speed. So almost 2X speed because I'm like, shoot, I have Bible study tonight and people are already halfway through this book and I haven't even started it. So it's like, it's like, Jesus, and you just hush and slow down. And everybody's nervous. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Well, I still have like three more chapters to read before I get to Bible study. So I'm like, you know what, Danny? I had a really good day on like Instagram that day. And so I was like, you know what, Danny, you deserve it. Like you take that Uber ride. You take an Uber because my girlfriend where she was having our Bible study was 30 minutes away. And I was like, I'm going to take that Uber ride, get my headphones, like the really nice, the big ones that cancel out all the noise and listen to the chapters on my way to Bible study. And so I got an Uber. I'm like, plan is set. This is going to be great. I'm going to have read the whole book. Well, you guys know, like I have the most phenomenal Uber ride experiences. I have a five-star rating on Uber. Like I am just, my experiences there are just phenomenal. Well, for some weird reason, I get a very odd Uber driver this time. And he's about my age. And he's actually, I'm not gonna lie, he was like a pretty good looking fella. Like, you know, like he was probably way younger. He's probably like 23, 24, but I was like, oh, handsome guy you know, just crossed my mind. But I'm like, Bible study, okay. <laughs> so I, I'm like putting on my headphones, about to get in my flow. And I hear this guy up front goes, <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, this guy has an accent. Like just by the way he giggled. I was like, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, he just sounded like he was, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, sorry. Did you say something to me? Like I pull my headphone down and he's like, <clears throat> I'm like, what is this? This like grunting laughing is like coming from a very intense place. And he goes, I forgot he did that. And I was like, oh, sir, like, I'm, are you talking to me? Like, I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, Kim Jong-un, I forgot he killed his brother. And I was oh. like, 
oh gosh, you know, like Korea yeah. stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was really not cool of him. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, this is what proceeds to go through my brain. I'm like, this guy's gonna murder me. He's gonna chop me up into like a bunch of little pieces. Just immediately you go here. I go there, just immediately in my mind. I'm sitting in the back seat. I'm like, he could drive me wherever he wants. Um, I am screwed as a female. And so then I start remembering all of the murder mystery documentaries that I've read or I've seen. And two things come to mind. One is if something goes south, the first thing you wanna do is jump out of the moving car if you have to, okay? You have better chances of surviving jumping out of a moving car than you do if the, the murderer takes you to where he wants you to be. So my mom always told me, she goes, doesn't matter if you're on the highway, jump out of a moving car, you will be more likely to survive than like staying in the car. So I thought, okay, noted, thought about that. The second thing I thought of is some cases where if women are going to be murdered, <laughs> in the back of an Uber ride. Something that has helped is if you start to like share more about your personal life with the murderer, then they are less likely to murder you because they, they start to get to know you. So I'm like, I can't be listening to this Bible study with my headphones off. Like I'm about to get chopped to pieces. So I take off my headphones and I'm like, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I have two babies back home. They're so cute. My son, you know, he just started walking. It's so precious. Like, where were you raised? Were you an early bloomer? Like all the, I am just trying to get like all the personal deets on this guy. And we talk all the way there. The only thing is where it turns south is like halfway through the ride. He starts telling me more about foreign policy, about the wars going on, his view on politics. Uh, and he gets like a little aggressive, but I just receive it all. You know, I'm like, it was just... Like, yeah. I just want to get whatever, whatever, whatever you think is best. Whatever sir. I need to, like, whatever you said, I agree. Like, who are you voting for? Me too. Like, <laughs> whatever, how you view it? Mm -hmm. Foreign policy? Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, that's just, I think a, a normal way, like a normal path that the female mind goes. Really? Yeah. A hundred percent. So females, like every time I leave the house, I'm like, today, I'm, somebody's going to murder me. So females <laughs> listening to this podcast are like, I feel it, Danny. Like, I think that too all the time. Like you, you yeah. feel unsafe. Um, a hundred percent. Do you think it's because we live in a city? Like if we lived in like a no, small town? No, because safe? the small towns is where all the people start going missing. That's true. And then a lot of times they don't have the proper police force. That's true. To help out with all the missing murders. That's what happened in Twin Peaks. Yes. I see. I watch too many shows. Yeah. But no, I, I genuinely do not feel like, I am so on high alert when I leave my house, like everywhere. Remember like I went to Target when it was like a snow day in Dallas. Mm -hmm. No, it was Halloween. Sorry, it was, it was Halloween. And some person walked into the Target wearing like, like a costume mask. And I was like, I'm not going inside there. You literally called me from the car and you were like, I cannot go in the store. They walked in with the mask. And I said, okay, well babe, just come home. And you were like, I really need to get this. Just <laughs> let me wait 20 minutes. <laughs> I waited and then I went back, but like, but no, I, I feel like as females, we have to be on such high alert. It's so scary. I, I'm, I'm big into like- We need to get like, you some pepper spray. Yeah, but I'm also at the point where I'm like, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't fight it. It is what it is. I don't want to live in fear. I don't live in fear. I mm -hmm. live in high alertness, which really helps me when I need to sleep at night. Yeah. Because I'm playing all of the horrible scenarios that could go wrong in my head, like, as I get in bed. This is a funny story. It'll probably get cut from the podcast. But do you remember <laughs> do you remember when we were in New York for Divi and we were going to meet with Blackstone 
and we were in a rush. So we had just come from the airport and I handed the bellman our bag and we walked away, started heading to dinner and you were so furious. Oh my gosh. I was me. furious. And I was like, Danny, that was clearly the bellman. And you go, you acted like we were in like a third world country or something. We were in New York Babe, city. Because that is exactly what people do. They scheme you like that. So we get out of the car. Jordan is so naive when it comes to travel. <laughs> it is just, it boggles my mind. Like some guy will come up to him at the airport and be like, oh, sir, I'm your driver. I got your bags. And you don't even ask for identification. You don't know. We're in a different country. You don't know who this person is. And I'm like, dude, you have to like, don't just trust everybody that comes across your path. <laughs> so we get into New York and immediately we get out of the car and this guy dressed like a bellman goes, oh, hey, sir, I got your bags. No worries. And like, we'll check you in. And I'm like, no, this is, this is, this guy could be dressed up in a Bellman costume he got from Amazon. Like, I'm not going to give this rant, but, but Jordan just gives him the bags. Like nobody's business. Do you understand the racket that would have had to been? Because that means, that means that the other Bellman would have had to seen this imposter and then like, come oh, out okay. when the Bellmen are busy. You know, I, I think about that time a lot. It happens a we lot fought, in New we York on too. The, way, all, the whole way to dinner. And I was like, this person is crazy. I honestly think you're PMSing. No, I'm being smart. Oh yeah. my gosh. Guys, sound off in the comments. Like, am I not wrong about these things? So when I went to, this is actually a true story. When I, I studied like abroad for a summer when I was 16, my mom sent me to Spain so I could learn Spanish. And when I arrived in Spain, a man came up to me and told me that he was my driver and grabbed, forcefully grabbed all my bags. Like he was taking care of me, was dressed in a suit, really nice like, and I was like oh like because I was there on a Spanish like a program with this with a school mm -hmm. and I was like oh this is so nice they take care of you and he told me that he knew that like I was a part of the, the Spanish speaking program that was coming from the states and that they were expecting me and all this stuff he took all my bags he actually put them in the back seat of a uh black um like a big black van mm -hmm. like a Mercedes van and then he told me, he was like, where, you, where do you want to go? He told me what the cost was going to be up front. And then I thought to myself, like, literally, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't get in the backseat. I was only 16 years old. Okay. And I don't know why I didn't get in the backseat, but I thought, wait a minute. My mom never told me this. I never got an email about this. And I was like, you know what? No, I need to go through like and actually get a taxi, you know? Yeah. And so like last minute I, I go, no, sir, actually, can you take him out? And he was livid. He was like, you wasted my time. It's almost like, and I don't, I'm not saying that he was there to like kidnap me or anything. Like right. who knows? I think he was genuinely, I think he was a driver. I think he was just trying to get business. And I think he was just trying to take me from point A to point B. Kind of like when you go to Cabo and all the yeah, people are like, right. let me take your bag. Do you right. need a ride? You know what? I think it was like that, but like, who knows? Yeah. You I, never know. It's like, I'd rather you be on the cautious side than not. Well, thank you. I was not PMSing. I <laughs> am so offended by that. Like, Wow. If I wasn't PMSing, I am now. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll be on high alert as we go to Disney next week. How about at Disney World? Guess mm -hmm. who's going to be there when we're there? Um, Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Yeah, I heard. What if Travis and uh, Taylor just decide to make a stop? Yeah, that's going to be hard now. That's, that's yeah. not going to happen. That's not happening. But, but honestly, um, of all three of those people, I want to meet Jason the most. That'd just be great. seems I like just, a normal awesome human yeah he's gonna be there with his kids he's doing the pro ball pro bowl pro bowl yeah. oh that's a hard word to say pro bowl um game out in orlando right or florida somewhere yeah. i don't know 
Um, I just learned what the Pro Bowl was this morning. So yeah, it's not it's not super important. So um, so that would be amazing. My um, first time to Disney World. Mm-hmm. It's a magical place. I know. It's just everything is so clean. Um, I hear it's going to be so crowded though. Did you know that we are going to we are going to walk an average of twenty thousand steps a day? I totally believe that because I wore my Nike Dunks the first day that I went with Stella and my feet were calloused by the end of the night. Yep. It was so painful. 20,000. That's the, the average. Next, the next day I put on my big chunky white hokas and I was like, these are not cute with denim shorts, but who cares? Yeah. I was like, don't care because I mean, that place is massive, especially if you swap between parks. I only have like one qualm with Disney. Okay. That he's frozen. Well, no, there's a lot of things I actually have qualms with Disney about, but just like in general, um, my thing with Disney is they have made it so complicated to visit that park. You don't even know yet. It, you have to download this app, the Genie app. You have to like every morning you have to um, apply for the fast passes. Like it's just like this whole, it's a technical, um, it's a technical disaster. Really? If your phone dies, you're screwed at Disney. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. But uh, although I bet they have so many phone chargers. Yeah, there, they so. have charging stations <laughs> yeah. left and right over there. Yeah, like you basically can like pay with anything. With They have their own Apple watches essentially at Disney. I forgot what they're called, but they're like Disney bands. And you register everything on the band and your wrist. And like you just go up and pay for everything. Like, Will we spend all day at these parks? Oh, yeah. Will we spend a day at each park or do you like park hop? You can park hop. You can spend a day at each park. That's the thing is they're so big and they're pretty spread out that like park hopping is, um, can be a lot, huh. but there's this thing called the minivan and like mini, mini mouse. Yeah. And they're the cutest little red vans with white polka dots. And, um, they're essentially lifts, but I will say they're kind of pricey, but they're the best because they're the only lift or like um uber ride essentially that can pick you up at the park uh-huh. and so um With, do they have car seats and they have car seats and when they pull up they like ask you okay like how many kids how much do they weigh and they will install the car seats in front of you and help you put your kids in they pack everything all of your strollers and then while you're in the minivan get this you can watch a disney movie <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally was shook to my core. I was like, this is so genius. They had the big screen that folded out of the top of the car. And you know, when you're coming home and your babies are crying, they're upset, they want this, they want that. And then they just fall asleep to a Disney movie. That's incredible. I'm I'm very interested to see. I think Stella will do fine because she doesn't, she can skip her nap, but Stratton, I'm not sure. We'll see how it you goes. You know what they do? They sleep in the stroller. Okay. Don't you worry about it. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm not concerned. Um, before we get into today's stories that make you go, hmm. hmm. Today's episode of De-Influence is brought to you by Base. I'm so excited to have them become an official sponsor of the show as they are now one of my all-time favorite brands. Every single member of my family has a base suitcase. I have the tan, Jordan has the black, Stella has the kids pink, and Stratton has the kids lime green. We are a base fam through and through. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, 
I love that part. Washable bags for your dirty clothes and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has the personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash deinfluence. Go to basetravel.com slash deinfluence for 15% off your first purchase. Thank you, Shay. So cool. She's such a cool girl. You know, she was nice. She is. We met her. She's the nicest, coolest girl, y'all. I can't even, like, I can't even. So what's wild is we were at, like, a restaurant in Dallas, and you had very briefly went to, like, the Bay's event before, and we ran into her, um, and she was with her husband, and the coolest thing Mm -hmm. that I thought about that whole experience was Drake was in town the night before. Uh She was like, oh, like, how's your weekend been? And I was like, oh, I went to the Drake concert. I was like, super cool. And she goes, yeah, my husband's the creative director for Drake. And I got to talk to him for a second. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's like, what a cool power couple. Yeah, they really are. And then they're also like the most amazing parents. Yeah. Um, I just, I love them. Yeah, so um, thank you, Base, for sponsoring today's episode. So for today's first story that makes you go, hmm. Mm, This one really makes you go, hmm. Mm. Um, Elon is putting chips in humans' brains? We're becoming robots. What? So, okay, according to the Washington Post, Elon Musk took to social media to share his company, Neuralink has successfully placed its first chip in a human's brain. The device was placed in the part of the brain that plans plans movements. That can't be good. It is designed to interpret a person's neural activity so they can control external devices. Oh my gosh. Such as a smartphone or computer with their thoughts. Neuralink's website says, oh my gosh. I'm shaking. Some people are skeptical of the help this technology could provide humans well, yeah, there, there's also concerns about the invasiveness of the procedure in the device itself. Others believe it's a great step for neurological medicine and science. They hope it will help alleviate, hu- alleviate human suffering. In his posts on social media, Musk shared that the patient is recovering well. That's all we get. Can you imagine? That's all being, we get, recovering well? Can you imagine being patient number one and I, getting a chip in your brain? How do they decide? They must I mean, be like terminal. Because like, why would you do that? Or paid a lot of money, maybe? No. I don't think they're terminal. Because you want to see how it progresses. Well, I mean, but like, you're patient number one. There's no like amount of money you could pay me. Well, I mean, I guess, is this- I would do it if I was terminal low. So I'd be like, I'm out yeah. anyway. But I think the, the first use case, from my understanding, is like, they're so so people who get prosthetic limbs, uh-huh. um, it allows for, I think it allows for them to regain movement and function back into. Oh, well, that's just limbs. a beautiful thing. I, well, I, no, I'm just so sorry for ever ragging on this. But I mean, it also like, can you imagine the future when half the population has chips in their brain and then the other half doesn't like if you don't get a chip in your brain yeah you're, you're, you're falling be, behind you're gonna be a numb nut when you can't remember who was the seventh president of the united states and everybody else can here's the question for you how many people would have to successfully live with this thing before you decided to get it oh that's a good question um successfully live with it yeah 
you know, because they say a good sample size is 250, I believe. Um, but I'm going to need about 250 million. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Honestly, that's that's fair. I would take not generation one, not generation two. I would take generation five of this product. Generation five. Okay, that's fair. Because yeah. you always hear about the gen one things. Like, like I'd like, skip iPhone one. I'd yeah. go straight to iPhone five. Yeah. See, I think for me, it would be where um, like everyone, all my friends have it and I'm the only one that doesn't. But here's the, I know. Here's the other question though is like, we're already inundated with information. Mm -hmm. In fact, like I'm on an information diet right now. Like oh, I'm actually, like? I just like don't want any news. Like I don't want news. Oh, okay. I don't want information. Detox. I'm, I'm very specific about like what I want to consume. In fact, there's this like trend going and I don't want to take credit for this. Sean Purry from My First Million came up with this. He said that when he goes to search something on the internet, he's actually has a paper and pen uh, uh -huh. on his table and he'll say, okay, I'm trying to research um, the best album of 2024 or something. And so he'll actually write like the path that he wants to take in his research so that he doesn't get like down Wait, all these rabbit holes. that's what he used to do holes. in school. I know. And so like, that's kind of like the path that he is taking. And so, um, you know, I just don't, I don't want any more. Like yeah. the, the Twitter algorithm, I stay off of it. I only make lists. Um, and so getting all of this knowledge in my head, I'm kind of like, why would I like actually want all of that? You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We won't know until all of our friends have it and they can drive their cars with their brains. <laughs> like true. Like we don't need to sit there. And so like, it's crazy because if you and I both had a Neuralink chip, um, then basically we wouldn't even have to talk to each other. We would like communicate telepathically. Telepathically. Then what's the point of living at that point? Yeah. You I know, mean, if everything is just done for you. I know. You can just literally sit with your VR glasses on. I can't and even you imagine. Can just like, like, you're not even a human. You're just a brain. Yeah. The only thing that, like, is still reliant on you, though, is your physical activity and your actual body that you still have to take care of. You well, know? isn't that what happened in Wally? You ever seen Wally? Oh, yeah. They all just become very, like, a, like a, they complacent, yeah. uh, you know, individuals and they just sit in front of screens all day. This is also definitely an episode of, of Black Mirror. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, that's scary. Um, I'm really excited and curious and scared. We're watching. To hear about um, what happens. We're watching. We're Elon, watching. We're, we're listening. Little, we're learning. We're a little, it seems a little <laughs> sus. It's a little sus, but, but hey, I guess we'll see. Hmm. This is so random, but did you see Elmo's check-in tweet? I think I heard about it. The 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 tweet that spiked all the viral trauma. Oh yes. So yes. Elmo, the children's show icon Elmo tweeted out a simple and sweet check-in tweet on the app X. Let's just say we don't think he was anticipating the response he would get. The tweet has gone viral with tens of thousands of X users essentially trauma dumping on poor Elmo. The tweet has been seen over 200.2 million times. The response was so alarming to those behind the account. Sesame Street's official account then took to X to share mental health resources. Plus, Elmo himself went on the Today Show to talk about the emotional venting he witnessed following his tweet and the importance of checking in on your friends. This is one of those tweets where the comments is really where the entertainment's at. You have to go to X and read the comments. It will be like just nightly entertainment for your evening. Um, so like some of the users 
7-Eleven truther said, wife left me, daughters don't respect me, my job is a joke, any more questions, Elmo? This is just kind of like measuring the mental health or mental health check. I, what, what I call it is like the mental health index of America. Yeah. And, and this, like you can see it from this comment section, but you know when we see it in your DMs every day. Yeah, we're very in we're tune. We're very in tune with how people are feeling in the world. And it's like, if if people are coming at you for, uh, God, it's usually political stuff. I hate to say it. Yeah. You know? No, but you know what the new thing that everybody's coming at me for? Yeah, what is new? What's kind of going on I in I mean, there? Taylor Swift. So they don't like that you like Taylor Swift? Yeah, for so many reasons. Really? Like, whether it's political, whether it's spiritual, whether it's it's religious, like... People think that I worship Taylor Swift and like, I don't like, I just, I like her music. Hmm. I like her as a person is entertaining. It's really not as deep as they think it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Really? Like, I think she's respectful, like in a business sense. I love what she's done with her brand, but like, that's pretty much about it. You so, know, I so don't even want to meet her. Like, I just like, but I love her. Do they, do they genuinely think that you worship her? Like, are they actually saying like, hey, you need to boycott I this I think there's woman? just an association. Like, uh -huh. there's an association like Kim Kardashian, Balenciaga. Okay. Danny Austin, Taylor Swift. I think there's just an association because I've been a fan of hers for so long. Uh -huh. So then they just assume, kind of like they probably assume that Kim Kardashian would endorse anything Balenciaga says or does. Yeah. They probably assume that Danny Austin would endorse anything that Taylor Swift says or does. Okay, here's a scenario it's like, for you. You can like like someone's music and not subscribe to like every single like value or motive they have you know what i'm saying we in this household should be praying that taylor swift never slips up in a major way because that denounce culture is going to come at you so, so hard. hard denounce so culture hard. guys just so you know is when you are associated with something so like mm -hmm. let's say i had balenciaga sandals yes okay so therefore, I was created as an association. Oh, Jordan has Balenciaga sandals. So Balenciaga comes out with their horrible crap campaign, which we've already spoken against. Denounce culture is when my DMs fill up and say, because you have those Balenciaga yes. sandals, your silence is deafening. We yes. need you to speak out and we need you to publicly denounce because you know what's going to take down Balenciaga? Jordan, Jordan Ramirez, Ramirez is denouncing his sandals. Yes, babe, so you're really going to move the needle. What's going to happen is hey, if Taylor Swift messes up. We all up, have a voice. <laughs> if Taylor we all need Swift, to use our voice. If Taylor Swift messes up, you are going to have to denounce her so hard. The pressure, oh, I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> I feel it in my PTSD right now. The pressure against Danny Austin having to publicly. But that's why I'm saying this now. Before she does anything, like I, I can feel it coming too. It's and coming. I've said it, I said it last podcast. I say it again. I don't subscribe to everything Taylor Swift says or does. I just like her as a businesswoman and her music a lot. And I love why, her relationship with Jason Kelsey. You know Kelsey. why I know it's they just coming. Love her. But, but, but people are <laughs> denouncing that already. So I don't even follow the NFL, but my understanding of Jason Kelsey's, or Travis Kelsey's brand is that he's a very likable guy. I'm feeling this on the internet. The NFL community is like, yeah. slowly starting to hate this guy. Yeah, because They're like, oh, like he's full of himself. Oh, he did this. He like threw the kicker of the Ravens, Justin Tucker. Yeah, because he you know what? his helmet, you know, like. People throw rocks at things that shine. You know who said that? <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. 
<laughs> I'm just, hey, listen, I'm rooting for her because I don't want to have to go through that whole thing where you got to set up this camera and sit in front of a blank wall and say, hey, guys, um, I've been getting your feedback. I'm Danny Austin, and I just want you all to know that yeah, like, I am I sorry you for loving Taylor Swift. Babe, you know they hit me on a bad night. Like, you know I'm up here for okay. an apology. You'll fold like a lawn chair. I'll fold like a lawn chair so fast, like, you won't even know it. I'll be apologizing for things I didn't even know I did, 100%. It's so me. Oh my gosh. I'm such a, like, I really want everybody to like me. It's painful to my core. (laughs) It's also part of the Enneagram three that I am. Brewing for, yeah. It's so painful, but that's why I'm saying it now because I want to remember that this moment. Yeah. That when when Taylor Swift does something that everybody hates, I'm like, that wasn't me. Yeah. So you're publicly saying right now that your association is so light that if Taylor Swift does something wrong, you should not be pressured in your DMs to be. My association is is heavy. It's not light. (laughs) It's I will admit that. Um, But my um, I don't subscribe my my personal values. Yes. I don't know what hers are. And I don't want to say that I subscribe to everything that hers are. Yeah. Because I don't know. What is something that you would go down swinging? never denouncing it no matter how much pressure <laughs> you got wait what do you mean like, like to- something that you believe in so, so wholeheartedly oh i can't even say it that like if <laughs> if your dms were nothing i have a but- topic that when i retire one day i'm gonna like stand so firm in mm. but i i can't do it it's so controversial mm. it's like i don't even know what this is i want to know it's something i'm so passionate about but like I can't do it just yet. Yeah. I'm not ready, yeah. but I'll be there one day. See, and like, like it will be a moment. Really? See, I'm, you know, I want to say I'm, I'm more evolved than you. Like, I think I can be disliked. I know it stresses me out. It stresses me out because sometimes you're a little too harsh with people and like, you're just a little too brunt and you know how I am. Like I'll, I'll say what I want to say and I'll express my opinion, but Mm -hmm. I do feel like I do it in a little bit more like, um, uh, graceful, lighthearted manner. Mm-hmm. And you're very brunt these days um, because I do feel like you've gotten to the point where you don't care what people think about you. Yeah. And and that's so great. Like, I'm so proud of you. But just remember, I'm over here too, you know? <laughs> like, we are one. We are no, married. So my, when, when you say something, my you biggest, drag me down too. No, truly. I, and I, I, I receive that and I acknowledge that. And one of my greatest fears in life, I've, I've, woke, I've woken up from <laughs> nightmares with this, is that I have become the biggest liability <laughs> to Danny Austin. <laughs> Um, and I don't want that reputation. And honestly, like, I'm not even that controversial. Like, I just like, am not gonna, I'm not gonna pander anymore. You're you're becoming an old man is what it is. You say that, but I don't think so. No, babe, I know you and it is a hundred percent what is happening. You're becoming one of those people that's like, I'm shutting my way. I'm going to spot for what I believe. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if I rub you the wrong way. It is what it is. Okay. Can we talk about this? Because I'm sure that a lot of other uh, wives out there are, are like, oh my gosh, that's so my husband. Can you help me not become an old man? Like what? Well, what did I, what, I called you, you out the other day about something you did. Right. Remember? Right. You didn't receive it well. I did. You didn't no, say anything. No, I did. I called Jordan out for how he said something to but, somebody. But listen, listen, <laughs> I need you to hear me. I want you to know, I did say, in my mind, I came to that fork in the road where I was like, I'm going to defend my case because this woman is so wrong. And what did I say back to you? I said, hey, like, I appreciate you telling me that. Thanks for telling me. You did, but like, you didn't talk to me for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, Your body language <laughs> a, did not add up. I'm a work in progress. And then I said, <laughs> 
you said the right thing, but you didn't like you. I could tell you didn't feel it, but it was like, and it was so hard for you. You're like, you didn't say anything for like five minutes. And you're like, thank you for telling me that. I received that. I was like, babe, I obviously know you're offended, but that I called you out. Just say it. Yeah. Okay. So other than like you calling me um, out I'm consistently, to think what can I do? Else. Give me a formula to prevent me from becoming an old man. I think it's just kindness. Like, I just think that it's okay if you say what you want to say, but it's like, okay. I was watching, you know how like uh, TED Talks show up in your feed and mm -hmm. they're like inspirational TED Talks? Yes. And I'm sorry to say this, but TED Talks are like a whole bunch of bull. Like you could make a TED Talk saying the complete opposite of what something set someone says on a TED Talk yeah. with the same cadence and the same aggressiveness, the way that they say it. And you just say everything opposite and it would be another TED Talk. Here's the thing about Danny. Let me just pause for a second. There's one thing I've come to realize in the past like year or two that Danny hates the most. What? Tell me. Linguistic tactics. It's just. It's she will. It could be a pastor <laughs> of a church. And she's 100%, like. They get me the most. And she's like, I. Like, she's well, like, oh, fancy talk. What are you actually saying? What are you saying? And like, where is this coming from? It's always so confusing to me. Yeah. You don't like broad generalizations in yeah. speech. You don't, and I don't, you like, don't like fluff. Yeah. You like. But you know what? I'm just noticing real. this. Maybe I'm a hypocrite because maybe I do all these things. Uh, I probably do all these things. I don't think you're a really fluffy communicator. Okay. Well, you're pretty to the point. I feel like I could be kind of dramatic, but I feel like a lot of times it's like silly things. Yeah. But no, I mean, honestly, I probably am pretty dramatic sometimes. Okay. Sorry. Your Ted talks. Anyway, what was I getting at? Um, I don't remember. You were saying that you listened to a Ted talk and like they were just talking in a way where they could have said the exact opposite and you would have believed it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think I, but I don't remember why I brought that up. What was I finding you on? You know, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think the point is, is like over the next like week or two, I'm going to be really, um, I'm going to be fasting and I'm going to yeah. be praying uh, I remember what that I, was gonna I get shouldn't at. become a it's, grumpy old man. Yes. I, I remember what I was going to get at. What I was going to say is sometimes it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. Mm hmm and um and for me i feel like that's something that like maybe both of us can really be working on i'm listening i'm just gonna look up oh my gosh she's literally <laughs> on his phone scrolling right now <laughs> keep going keep I'll going wait. i'm listening oh wait no babe i'm listening okay um that we can both be working on is just um not just like what we say but how we say it because how we say it is how it's received because my mom also always used to tell me you know what she used to tell me mm. Um, it's not what you say to someone, it's how you make them feel. I know. And and I've sometimes the way that you say things, you're saying the right thing, but it can feel so aggressive and so like abrasive that it's it just feels so combative. It's like the same thing that um that's that eights on the Enneagram can do. Yeah. They're just like they want to challenge you and like I'm like, honestly, you're not wrong. It's just the way that you're saying it. It's just it's really pissing me off. I know. I, I've really wanted to focus lately on the way that I make other people feel. Yes, yes. But can I be honest with you about something? Because, like, can I just say something really fast? Like, Jordan's Please. the kind of guy on the phone, like, on a business call where someone's like, you know, I had an idea. Okay, well, this is what I want to do. And then they continue with their idea. And then Jordan will go, uh, no. And we're like, rude? It's like... Yeah, we all knew the idea was horrible and like it wasn't going to happen. And we all agreed. But what the way I would have said it, oh man, yeah. you know, I see your point. Like, thanks for, thanks for like taking your time to, to voice that and, and to think about it. 
The only thing is, I, I think I would rather go in this direction because da 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 da. Jordan just goes, uh, no. You know, it's so funny. It, the The irony of this whole situation is like, I, I, in my heart, in my soul, I really do care about people no, you a lot. No, hundred percent. That's um, why I'm. There's saying. just something about like, you know, this. You're just like maybe, a New Yorker. Maybe, maybe it's like I feel like I'm pandering if I like have to play to their sensitivities or something. I, and I'm not mean. I just don't think I'm like trying to be like fluffy. You know. Totally, you're not trying to be fluffy. I, I and, don't think I'm mean. And I honestly, I'm, just not I'm probably a little too fluffy when some people are probably just like get to the point. So yeah. I do think there's a middle ground. Um, but like I can defluff and you can fluff a little. Yeah. No, I think we're a great team in communication. Yeah. Right. But yeah. As long I, as you have both of us, then we equal nice. Can I just do this? Can I read this quote? I don't know. Maybe it's divine. Maybe I'm supposed to read it. Maybe it's just stupid. Yeah. It's my favorite quote of all time. Oh, wait, wait, what? You yeah. have a favorite quote no, of all time? No, it really time? is. It's I've my never, you've never told me, wait, stop. It's my favorite moment. quote of all time. It's by General Douglas MacArthur. The Great King. <laughs> and I don't study him, but it was in a book called uh, The Ragamuffin Gospel. Oh, but I thought that C.S. Lewis wrote that. The Ragamuffin Gospel? No, I was no. Who wrote um, that? Brennan Manning. Brennan oh, Manning. I love Brennan Manning. He's a sweetheart. Wait, my favorite quote is from Brennan Manning, too. He's, he's amazing. He's he really, passed away. I know. He's kind of under the radar. Like Christian, Christian culture is kind of sleeping on Brennan Manning Wait, lately. that book is... The most beautiful book I've ever read. Oh, amazing. Amazing. It's the most... If you have not read Ragamuffin Gospel, if you feel like a total piece of S-H-I-T, you have to go read this book. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing story about someone that God totally redeemed. Here's the quote. Youth is not a period of time. It is a state of mind, a result of the will, a quality of the imagination, a victory of courage over timidity, and the taste of adventure over the love of comfort. A man doesn't grow old because he's lived a certain number of years. He grows old because he deserts his ideals. The years may wrinkle his skins, but deserting his ideals wrinkles his soul. Preoccupation, fears, doubts, and despair are dust before death. You will remain young as long as you are open to what is beautiful, good and great, receptive to the message of others, men and women, and the nature and of God. If one day you should become bitter, pessimistic, and gnawed by despair, may God have mercy on your old man's soul. How long did it take you to memorize that one? Uh, yeah, I just read it. <laughs> when people ask you your favorite quote, you have to oh, I know you can't it. Even I, memorize it? No, I didn't memorize it. I just love it. Yeah. But let me tell you something. I do think that this is, you want to talk about demons for a second? That's, oh, the, that's the demon that's gnawing at me. It's trying to make me Babe, grumpy and pessimistic. Can you kind of wait, 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 wait. Can you Can you paraphrase what just happened? I don't even know what you just said. It's all about no, I can't paraphrase it. Okay. But let me tell you something. That quote, I want to tell you this. Nothing, the goodness of that quote, no one represents youthfulness in the way it's defined there better than you. Nux. I'm I'm being honest. I really do believe that. You're not, you've never been cynical. You've never been pessimistic. And guess what? You've got at least 500 people a day in your DMs that could have made you so cold hearted and, and, uh, hard, hardened. And you just don't. And so I'm, I got to learn. I got, I got some work to do. I'm going to come back next week on the podcast and I, listen, I'm going to be a totally different man, not an old man. I'm gonna be like Peter Pan. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to receive that. You know how I feel about compliments. Yeah, you're 
you're sweating bullets right now. No, but I receive it. And thank you. Yeah. Um, Can so we move on to the next story? <laughs> are you crying? No, no, I'm not. I promise <laughs> I'm not crying. You always say that and then I don't know what to say. I'm like, no, I'm not crying. <laughs> no, but I always say that and I'm always right. No, I'm not crying at all. Um, did I tell you about like the guy that, um, no, I did tell you. Whenever someone gives you a compliment, you're supposed to say like, that's very perceptive of you. Interesting. Why? Um, because it's like, you shouldn't deny the comment and you shouldn't like receive it and be like, oh, I am. So you yeah. should be like, man, that's very perceptive of you. Thank you. Huh. You should start doing that. Yeah. I think about it sometimes. That's very perceptive of you. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Y'all have heard me talk about Haya many times before. It's the pediatrician approved, super powered, chewable vitamin that Stella and Stratton absolutely love. There's actually a real problem with the kids' vitamin industry. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. Huh, that's funny, so there are a lot of hair vitamins. Filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. While most children's vitamins can actually contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. I wanted to get all of the mamas and parents out there a code. Y'all can use code Danny Austin to receive 50 50% off your first order. Yes, 50% off. To claim this deal, you must go to hayahealth.com slash Danny Austin. The deal is not available on the regular website. Go to hiyahealth.com slash Danny Austin and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Moving on. Now, this story is really ironic because... The day that I filmed a Taylor Swift reel slash TikTok is the day that this happened. Universal Music Group removes all of their artists from the TikTok app and people are just up in arms about it. The largest music corporation in the world has pulled all of its artists music from the social media app TikTok. Universal Music Group represents artists including, but not limited to, Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny, Drake, SZA, Harry Styles, UMG has removed all the music by artists they represent from the TikTok app as they continue struggling on a new licensing agreement with the platform. The removal of this music is causing a big stir from creators who previously recorded videos now have no sound. It could also be a huge problem for creators who rely heavily on music in their content. Some of the group's major concerns with the app include payment, AI, and, and safety, according to an article posted on Vulture. UMG says TikTok only wants to pay its artists a fraction of the price other platforms pay them, while they say AI recordings run rampant on the app, as well as bullying and bigotry. Is that how you say that word? Bigotry, yeah. Bigotry toward their artists. In response, TikTok seems to be standing firm by accusing the group of lying and greed. This all means there probably isn't an end in sight for this debacle anytime soon. This is so funny because I, I don't even like make videos about fashion or outfits but just you know i was like you know what i want to try using this taylor swift song and make a video where like you can basically get a look for less of taylor swift's dress and the one day that i did this this happened did it get taken down yeah what yeah it got taken down on tiktok the taylor swift's dress one that's so crazy so if y'all go to my feed i posted a dress that's i mean it's not necessarily like that affordable the dress i posted but it's a look to get the look like taylor swift and it's probably less expensive than whatever brand she's wearing 
Um, but yeah, I used a Taylor Swift song and on TikTok it got taken down. It was that day. That's insane. I, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's really, I think it's going to hurt Universal the most. Yeah. Like I feel like the, I, I, I think it's a really interesting like boardroom standoff between TikTok and Universal. But like it, if I was an, a, a small and up and coming artist, you know, so much of why I would want to hop on to Universal and sign with them so that they can take what 20, 30 percent of everything yeah. that I do is the marketing of it. Yeah. And so many new artists have come up on TikTok and I would have never discovered them except as like, oh, I've heard this song on TikTok. Let me listen to the whole thing. Right. There's like countless stories of that. And yeah, you're not making money from TikTok uh, on your sound, but then you go and these people have like garnered millions and millions of streams on Spotify. Yeah. And so it's really, I, I think that who this is hurting the most is the artist. Mm -hmm. It's like hurting the creators who are not going to stop making dance videos and like all these things. They're just not going to use universal music. So it's making universal artists more irrelevant. And then number three is it's hurting universal. Cause why would I want to sign with universal after this? Yeah, no, I mean, I would just stay independent. So true. And it is, it is really sad because a lot of artists have made their career off of songs that have gone viral on TikTok. Like there's so many songs that we now know of. Like Fletcher, she's an artist that like popped off from TikTok. Like we, would, we wouldn't have known who yeah. she was if it wasn't for TikTok. And so, um, so yeah, and I do feel like it hurts Universal because like I'm not, if I was an artist, I wouldn't sign with them. Yeah. I'd go to somebody else. It's like, it's what it is, is it's one of those like legacy media models that's like trying their best to survive and they just don't know how. Yeah, because they're like old fashioned. They're old fashioned. I could guarantee you the average age of people negotiating this deal is probably like 50, 40s or 50s. And they just don't understand like the new I honestly, business model of the Internet. How I feel is like I don't even really feel like it hurts the creator that much. The content, the musician or the creator? The content creator. No, content like, creator is just going to move on. Songs. Yeah. I feel like it's just hurting the musician and Universal. It is. It's hurting them the most. Because now we can find all these other like small and upcoming artists that are independent that have great music. So it's. I feel like it's. It's probably helping out smaller artists that are like actually small artists. Yeah. And then and like we can get creative with our sounds and like people on TikTok are so creative. I, honestly, it's so funny. I was even debating on, I did this, this reel last night and I think this is really interesting. Um, I was trying to do like a product review of um, a suitcase and I don't typically do videos like that either, but I've been like 2024 is like the year of me trying new things. And, yeah. and so I did this like Amazon review of, of a viral suitcase. And I was even playing around with like, I looked at a lot of like reviews and videos and a lot of people aren't even using songs in the background. It's all ASMR. And mm -hmm. it's like, people just doing voiceovers themselves or it's just like funny recordings of like lip sync, lip, lip syncing words or whatever. So like, to me, I feel like the creator, we can get so creative. We don't need a Taylor Swift track. No. Honestly, I was like, do I have to use a Taylor Swift track in this? I didn't really have to. My brother's a musician. I can call him up. We all have like people we could just use their, their, you know what I mean? Or yeah. royalty free stuff. Now the royalty free stuff isn't like it was like 10 years ago when I was on YouTube and it was like horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I feel like this is definitely a deal that's definitely just going to hurt them. It's like, a, and this has been like, they've been negotiating it for like a couple months now. And this was like, I think the, the final move by Universal being like, okay, well, we're going to take our catalog we're off. Like, and it's okay. like such an abrasive move. But I think that they shot themselves in the foot because there's no way yeah. that TikTok's going to be like, okay, 
Like, yeah. Bye. Like, yeah, they're like, no content creator is going to be like, I mean, yeah, it's a bummer. Like, we would love to use our Taylor Swift songs. We would love to use this. But I guarantee the art, they're getting pressure from the artists too. Of like, can you please put my catalog back on? Yeah. I, I would love know. to know Landon's thoughts. We could call Landon. I will say, like, my last thought is, like, I kind of want TikTok to hold the line. They're going to hold the line. I want them to. I feel like, I feel like Universal has just taken advantage of so many artists and so, like, yeah. so many opportunities. It's like, you know, you're getting a little taste of your own medicine. The uh, the only Oops. perspective that would change my mind is probably Landon's because he's going to represent like the artists and how probably the artists feel in this situation. Let's call Landon. So for the, those of y'all that don't know, he's a, he's a musician, but he's independent and he posts all of his music on Spotify. He makes a living from Spotify. There's even Spotify influencers out there. Howdy. What you doing? I'm going to Cincinnati. What are you doing? Why are you going to Cincinnati? Uh, every few months, my buddies and I go to trips to different cities to explore the country. Oh, that's wow. so cultural Cincinnati. of you. Yeah, we're very cultured. We're very cultured. <laughs> that's nice. Are you with your um, dentist friend? No, no, they don't. They're not dentists. They, I don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on the podcast. Okay. Hey, Pod. I want to get your thoughts on something. Yeah. Did you hear about um, Universal Music Group pulling all of their music from TikTok? I did hear about that. It's all over TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny about that story is like I I never make these type of videos, but I did a video where you could basically like dress like Taylor Swift. And uh-huh. the day that I launched the video was the day that everything got taken oh, down. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Isn't that funny? But um. Yeah, I was curious curious what your thoughts were, like, who is actually benefiting from this situation and, like, who's hurting the most from it? And how do the artists feel? Yeah. I mean, I would say my two cents is Universal's being stupid here because that's how all their artists are blowing up now. I mean, yeah. who, who do you know? I mean, obviously the radio is still important, but you find your new artists on TikTok. So I think it's a power grab for money, but I think they'll be back in, like, two months. I think they don't so get the money they want. Do you think you that the I mean? do you think that the artists are probably calling their reps at Universal and saying, "Hey, can you please put my catalog back on on TikTok, please?" Yeah, I think they are, but I think ultimately Universal about their artists. I think they're just trying to strong arm TikTok into giving them some kind of equity or more money or more royalties. When really they're going to see within three months how much this hurts them by not having the exposure. Because where else are you finding artists? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, how are people finding music these days? I am kind of like a millennial, and I find all of my music from Spotify. Like, I just go to, like, yeah. the top hits. Play- no, I'm yeah. serious. I find everything from Spotify. Or well, I just... You're a lot older than me, and that's kind of... Shut what up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, Lena was born in 88. 88, 88. I was born yeah. in 92. I'm just a lot more mature. Yeah, right. So, I, I'd say Spotify playlists are obviously huge. But a lot of these young Gen Zers, they're all about the TikTok. So interesting. I don't know. I, I like Spotify playlists. That's my favorite. Well, thank you for weighing in. Thank you for weighing in. We Can really I weigh in on one other thing while we're here? Yeah. I've been getting a lot of DMs this week asking me why I don't believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I just say, can I clear the record? I believe in dinosaurs. I don't know where that came from. I just don't believe they were real. No, I'm kidding. I, I do believe they're real. I just don't believe they existed before us. I think they existed simultaneously with us. Yeah, you know that's I mean? right. I knew I had something off. 
I think they were among us. Did the paleo community come, or the paleontology community come at you? They came at me too, Landon. They're vicious. I'm telling you, they are vicious. These people know their stuff, and I'm not. I'm not a credible source. Don't act like I. No, it was you Mary so Jane. Funny. She's 35 and lives in Ohio, and I mean, I'm telling you, she knows everything about the dinosaurs. You know what's so yeah, funny about them? Very well read. About them knowing their stuff, though, is isn't paleontology like one of the most like theoretical like studies. like studies of all of them sciences. <laughs> I don't know, but they definitely have bones. So something existed. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think they lived here for billions of years before us. I don't believe but that. But why is it a dinosaur that existed? Why is it not a, a lizard? Yeah. I I don't know. I really don't even know what a dinosaur is. I just know they were big and scary. And I'm thankful they're not here anymore. But aren't birds dinosaurs? I don't know. Yeah, see, that's a whole other thing. That's what I got in trouble for. Yeah. That's what I said. I said the birds are the dinosaurs. This might be can... the most controversial thing we've ever talked about on I the podcast. I hate to admit it, but I may be Team Danny on this. I think the birds are leftover dinosaurs. Small, but still dinosaurs. Yeah, they like kind of look like little T-Rexes if you think about it. <laughs> that's right. So I just wanted to clear the air. I do believe they existed. Okay, thank you for clearing the air. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, have fun in Cincy. Okay, talk to y'all later. Okay, bye. Is that what people call Cincinnati Cincy? I don't know. That's so, is it, are we just not going to talk about how the fact that, like, he's like, I want to explore the country with my friends, and so we got so a new city, cultural. and he goes to Cincinnati? <laughs> I know. That's so random. He does do that, though. I'm not, I'm not crapping on Cincinnati. I'm just like, of all of the like, places. Why not like, Paris. Well, no, he said <laughs> the country, so it's like, why aren't you in, like, Orlando or yeah. Los Angeles, you're like, I'm in Cincinnati. He probably just goes to all the places he's never been to before. Okay. And Cincinnati's probably up there. Hey. He also hey, still wears boxers and wraps his pillow seven times or whatever. Have you been to Cincinnati before? No. Mm, me either. Yeah, that was really funny. I don't know if y'all saw this on um, Olivia's Instagram stories, my brother's fiance. She so called him out. He puts on every single night, my brother puts another uh, pillowcase on top of his old pillowcase. He doesn't take the original off. So two weeks later, he has 12 pillowcases <laughs> on his pillow. People were commenting like, this is serial killer traits. But do you, do you know why I think he does that? Because the one thing about my brother is when I give him a beauty tip, he receives it well. Yeah. Like when I used to tell him like, so the reason he quit eating dairy was because I called him. And I like, I had a friend Jesse Afshin, who was struggling with acne and she cut out dairy and it like healed her acne. Mm -hmm. So I called Landon like three, this was like, no, this was probably in college. I was like, Hey, you might be getting acne cause you're da cause you eat dairy. He immediately cut it out, quit getting acne. Mm. So I told him, I remember back in the day, switch your pillowcase every night. And he just, so he does, over. he just gets too lazy. He, so he doesn't take it off. He just he's puts got it a on. lot. He's got a lot of bachelor traits that are going to get real knocked out when he gets married to Olivia. Yeah. Like he will not be wearing boxers for much longer. He will upgrade to Calvin Klein briefs probably. I'm going to be honest though about the boxer thing. Can I just say something really fast? Um, Olivia doesn't have like older brothers, brothers or right. brother, like, you know what I mean? So, and, and coming from someone where my, my brother only wore boxers. Like how is this to know that those weren't cool? I didn't, I, I didn't know. I know, but here's, it's just part of your evolution. There's just things that happen to a man when yeah. you get married and there's things that happen to a man when you have kids. Yeah. And it's a, it's a rite of passage to upgrade from the boxer to the boxers brief. to the brief. Now the, the, and then what, you, what happens is you go boxer. Well, no, you go, you go whitey tighties as a child. Mm-hmm boxers as a teenager 
briefs as an adult and then back to whitey tidies as an elderly <laughs> my, man. My dad does love the whitey tidies. <laughs> so it's a it's a cycle. It's an every, you know, really you can say you can know a lot about why do a man. you go from briefs to whitey tidies as you get older? I I, I think it's part of just that old man syndrome. <laughs> you just stop caring. You're just like, like it's over. No one's gonna see me in my briefs, so I'm gonna wear something that's more comfortable. See, I can't imagine not wearing hinky pinkies. I wear hinky pinkies every single day of my life, no matter what I'm doing. Like they are so comfortable to me. Yeah. And I've worn them since high school. I've worn the same brand of of like thong underwear since high school. Wow. Yeah. Not the same like actual one. I get new ones, but Well, yeah, I mean. of course, of course. You know what I mean? Do you ever what 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 period do people switch to the granny panties again? Well, I have a lot of friends that refuse to wear thongs. I'm like, grandma. <laughs> oh, so so the reason that you wear a thong is is it's aesthetic. Well, I mean, are they more comfortable? Because, like, as I'm a man, so, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a conversation that needs to be had. Everyone's <laughs> curious. Every man is. What curious. do you guys think is is cuter? Um, I would say cuter probably thongs, but I would say from a comfort standpoint, that sounds. See, this is what's so funny. You know, it sounds so funny. Like, because you know, Stella wears like just like normal underwear, and like right. I put I. And I, every time I put them on her, I'm like, oh my gosh, that has to be so uncomfortable. Really? That's what I think. Because so, I'm so, so thongs, used to wearing. So no, I, I don't think that. No, I don't think. I think I'm different in that way. Like, I think that most people think thongs are so uncomfortable, but that's why I am like such an advocate for hinky pinky because uh. they are so comfortable to me that when I put on, when I put on normal underwear, I feel so restricted. Uh. I, I hate the fabric on my tush. Yeah. I like for my tushy to be free. Huh. Don't touch my tushy. Right. This tushy is mine. I don't want to, the fabric on it. Yeah. I want it to just be free. I want, and when I put on leggings, can you imagine if I had to put on leggings with regular underwear? Ew. Yeah. Why? Like two fabrics just tight it, it sounds, against my booty. Why don't you just go commando? Well, then you're getting That's into like logistical nightmares level. because what if it's your period? Oh. What if, you know, and like, I have had that happen before. One time I went commando because like I, there was just a dress I could not wear. Uh, I went commando on our wedding day because my dress was see-through. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Bold, but, risky. But like it is risky because I have had the situation where you start your period and you're not wearing undies. Huh. It's a horrible. A18. <laughs> yeah. you were cutting it pretty close <laughs> pretty close <laughs> um no so yeah it's just it's funny i i can't imagine not ever but my mom has made the transition back to like more of like the traditional undies right right yeah it's it's a it's a weird cycle but you know it really represents a every era of your life yeah I'm just trying to stay young over here yeah so moving on i do have a question for you okay. do you feel like stratton is a weird name i love the name stratton to me, there's a mountain in Vermont named, it's like Mount Stratton. To uh -huh. me, it's like a very traditional name, but I always Such wonder if name. people think it's like, you know, there's like these creative more like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Liam. No, Liam is so traditional. Babe. Oh, I thought that was a cool creative name now. I, I don't know. I would think Liam is traditional. Huh? Maybe not. I'm talking about like, right. Ford. Like, no, I'm, Ford's pretty traditional. Really? <laughs> I mean, Ford automobile. Okay. I would say like uh, Ford, Ford is very traditional. Like, like it's Aqua. Like, see, no, I would think of like names like Apple. Yeah, Apple's. Is that or, Paltrow? Yeah, or, um, you know, Rain. 
or something like that. Yeah. Or wood. No, woods is pretty cool. But yeah, so just like, I, I think Stratton is a very traditional name, but it's interesting. Have you heard about the New Zealand baby name ban? <sighs> Sounds like anti-freedom to me. <laughs> baby names have gotten increasingly interesting over the last several years. We can think that. We can thank the Kardashians for that one. Sparking debates on what's appropriate to name a child and what's not. Well, New Zealand is officially setting, or should we say, updating their baby name boundaries. Basically, every year they release a list of names that were rejected by the country and then have set boundaries that parents have to abide by when naming their newborn. This year, the rules were updated to include don't use official title ranks or names that resemble one. Don't use numeric characters or symbols like a backslash or a punctuation mark. Avoid names that might be considered offensive. That's a good one. Limit the name to 70 characters, including spaces. It should be noted that the country will place a name in review and give parents the opportunity to present their reasoning for wanting the, this name before making a decision. The top list of names banned this year include Prince, Pope, Three, just like three Roman, you know, just three. Um, princess, judge, and notoriety. Yeah, no, I just, notoriety. I mean, I know that's not like, it's like notoriety, but that's a beautiful word, notoriety. A, yeah. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? I feel like, um, like what would, honestly, what would Prince have to say about this? Shockingly, I have strong opinions about this. Okay, shockingly. Um, I think that this is just of all the things that I want the government to help me with, which is like very little. I'm like, kind of just like, yeah. leave me alone. Like, let me like live my life. Yeah, totally. I am shocked that they're wanting to get involved in this one. Yeah. And also my question is like, who is the arbiter of truth in this? Like, is it a guy in a cubicle mm -hmm. who's just like, yes, no, yes, no. Henry, like that name. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pope. No. Seems subjective, huh? It seems subjective. Like who, who gave you the right Sir, sir, or madam, madam, to get involved in my parenting, like how in my dare baby you? naming, how dare you? Because what if like two was my favorite number and I just like wanted my daughter to be named two? Yeah, what if it was a legacy name? It could have been. What if she was the second? Yeah, I mean, we really need to be checking on checking in on New Zealand and mm -hmm. seeing kind of what funny business they have going on <laughs> over there. I mean, this is what happens when you don't have like any insects or bugs or poisonous snakes on your island. You worry about island. meaningless things You like start this. creating problems. Like what are, what are our people naming their children? Well, is it an island? It seems like it's one. Yeah, where is it? I feel like it's near Australia. Is this where the Kiwis live? Do they call people who live in New Zealand I've Kiwis? met one before, a Kiwi. Great accents. Yes, great yes. accents. Really nice looking, nice people. Yeah. Yeah, I've just heard there's not a lot to do there, but beautiful place. Is this the one where their prime minister like used to like rave and stuff? <sighs> I think it is. Let me, let me fact check myself really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she got fired because she liked to party and rave. Wow, yeah. so raving is a crime there too. Yeah, dude. I mean, well, I think it was the people that were like, hey, this is not, <laughs> not, cool. not a good look for us. Prime Minister Rave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> New Zealand Prime Minister 
Jacinda Let me ask, Ardern what's her name? Caught on hot mic using vulgarity against rival politician. Um, yeah, she was like in her 30s. She just liked to party. Can I, I mean, just tell you one thing that I, I have a, actually a very strong hot take on, on naming your children. Okay. Um, my biggest hot take with naming your children is I don't understand when people take normal names mm-hmm. and spell them so weird. Yeah. It's really hard for me to keep up with 73 versions of Haley. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like we like, all we all want to be different. We all want to be I special. I know, but then just name your child a different name. The creative naming is really what gets me the most. Yeah, what's a what's an example of a name where it's like if you it's like Haley. No. Danny. D A N N I E. And they're like they're like, they're like it's actually Holly. Oh, okay. Great. I'm so happy that you said this. I'm so happy you said this. I recently found out yeah. that Kaylee Teller, Miles Teller's wife, aka Taylor Swift's new best friend these days, is actually Kelly Teller. And she spells it K-E-L-E-I-G-H. Well, I had a friend in high school named Kaylee, and this is how she spelled her name. But it's actually Kelly. Like That's so selfish of her. Yeah, I we just want to issue a sincere apology to Kelly Teller. Now we know we apologized. Um, her name is actually pronounced Kelly. So between this New Zealand banning certain baby names, I thought we could play a game called "Would you ban this baby name?" I love it. Yeah. So our producers put together a list, so, and we're going to go through a vote and ask or, and see if if you would ban it. Are we both the arbiters of truth here? Mm-hmm. Like we're both the guys and girls in the cubicle. Yeah, we're the ones that will tell you if you can use this name on your baby or not. Yeah, and honestly, if you ever name your babies this, then we will come at you with the full force of the law <laughs> that we are <laughs> de-influenced Okay, are you ready? Yes. Heaven sent. Is it one word or two? Two. So it's heaven sent. If you combine it into one, I think I'm okay with it. Oh, see, I'm okay with it being two. Her name's heaven, and her, and her middle name's sent. Mm. It's a little... Mm. <laughs> A little presumptuous to me. <laughs> um, Ren, short for Lauren. Yeah, I like that one. That one's good. Treaser. Treaser? Treaser. No, that's alien. Athena. I feel like people use this name. Athena is like a, it sounds like it's giving Greek goddess vibes, but like the one with the snake, like Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> Athena seems like a little scary. Kensington. That's that's proper. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> ocean. No. Too confusing. There's Didn't already, name their there's already the seven of them. <laughs> Are there seven? Are there seven? <laughs> Are there seven oceans? I feel like there's seven, there? there's seven continents, right? Ah, there's only five. <laughs> now I look like an idiot. He's actually not a genius. <laughs> um, okay. King Tut. No. Why? Well, I don't know. Was he a good guy? King what Tut. Do, I know he's a mummy now, but. Who cares? You you have control. I'm going to say Who no. Who are you to say I can or can't? Yeah, it's true. McCarthy. McCarthy? <laughs> no, it's just McCarthy. <laughs> this is just, this, I, this is just not allowed. This one's not okay with me. Yeah, I know. And not only We're that, but they the spelt child. it weird with the E-I-G-H. For the child's sake and roll call for the next 16 years of his life, we're protecting him or her. 
This one's my favorite. Okay. Lala with a hyphen in parentheses. La Dasha Ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I think it's like I'm not the one who's going to turn that one down. That sounds, you know, like it has meaning to it. Meaning and roots that I don't understand. And I really am just a very open and accepting inclusive person <laughs> as a father as a man okay, baby, as, a, as an american <laughs> you can stop <laughs> well wow this episode was just <laughs> really you beneficial know, i needed this episode <laughs> it had been getting it'd been getting pretty stale up in here and i had some fun <laughs> thank you guys for listening make sure you check us out on instagram and you're not gonna believe this De-Influence has their own TikTok now. Not using any universal music. <laughs> Not using any UNG music. Come follow us on TikTok. We have some hilarious clips of us just being so hilarious over there. Um, make sure you leave a review and we love you guys and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.